0: Welcome to the Inspiring Brains Podcast, hosted by Nick Thielen. Join Nick as he talks to comedians,
1: artistic people, and of course, the music scene. Any scene you can think of pop culture related, that's Nick Thielen. And now, here's your host, Nick Thielen. Let the Inspiring Brains Podcast begin! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Inspiring Brains podcast with Nick Thielen. Happy to have you tuned in. Thanks for for listening. And hopefully, if you like this podcast, you share it with your
2: friends and family. I'm excited to share with you today's episode, a little bit of a change up. And today I'm uh, presenting you singer, songwriter, pianist, and a man of many talents, uh, Curtis LaBelle. He's extremely talented. I kind of call him the uh, Elton John of Central Alberta. Uh, his music and his talents are absolutely amazing. I In particular, I wanted to talk to Curtis because he's been doing a lot of creative projects and uh, ways of presenting his music during this ongoing COVID situation uh, by doing uh, singing telegrams and live streams and a whole host of other things which we discussed um, in his, in the episode. Uh, we also discussed his work on a new uh, new single and a work on a new album and uh, his experience of uh, getting to be mentored by somebody uh, through uh, the the Junos, uh, which unfortunately had to be cancelled but uh, ended up in a positive experience for Curtis, so it was nice of him to share that. Very appreciative of his time and uh, just a great all-around person. And. A, a ball of energy and positivity if you ever get a chance to meet him or if you're around central Alberta. Uh, Curtis definitely uh, plays in a lot of local bars uh, like The Vat and uh, The Velvet Olive in Red Deer. And uh, you can check out where he's playing on his uh, website and what he's doing. That is CurtisLeBell.com. He's also got a YouTube channel uh, called Kula Official music channel that's c u l a official music on youtube that of course uh short for his first and last name Uh, he's all over twitter and instagram so i highly recommend you you check his music out Uh, he's also on spotify and wherever you stream your music so he's got a few singles out now one called pawn in my shade and the other one which i'm going to play a snippet of before we get into the episode which i think is fitting for this uh, time period that we're going through He's called uh, Family is Love, and so I'll play a little bit of that, and then we'll get into the episode. Uh, this one's a little bit shorter than last, uh, the last one I released. I just want to make sure that not all of them are super long, but we really enjoyed the uh, conversation, and Curtis has become a good friend of mine, so very appreciative of uh, his time, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, stay safe and be kind to each other. And I'll talk to you uh, next week. Until then, uh, enjoy the episode and enjoy this uh, song by Curtis Lavelle titled Family is Love.
0: To help a friend in need is a great feeling indeed. Sharing moments together, being best friends forever. Family is love, love is family. We come together with each other.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Inspiring Brains podcast with Nick Thielen. My guest today is Curtis LaBelle. And Curtis LaBelle is a Canadian pop rock singer, songwriter, composer, and pianist who is known for his energetic piano entertainment. Originally from BC and now in Alberta, Curtis has been a respected instructor in Alberta for 17 years, prepping professionals in the industry, students for high school drama classes and colleges and universities, including Broadway, and New York, with nominations for Excellence in Arts Teaching and Emerging Artist Awards from the Chamber of Commerce. Curtis is the winner of the 2019 104.5 Star Search and will be working with Juno-nominated producer Mark Troyer on a new single. How are you today, uh, Curtis?
3: I'm great, Nick. I'm absolutely great. I- I'm stuck inside by a choice, <laughs> keeping myself healthy and uh, attempting to um, come up with ideas to
1: keep myself busy, too. <laughs> Ab- absolutely, yeah, and I wanted to bring that up a little bit. You've been coming up with some very uh, unique ways to uh, promote your music and brand yourself during this uh, unique time we're facing. You've, uh, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but to date you've done uh, two or three different uh, full concerts on, uh, on social media. And then every day you're also, you know, putting out some songs or um, just sharing the joy, really, and, and live streaming a little bit. Um, and then I also saw that you are doing some uh, singing telegrams, going door-to-door with people. Yeah, it's, um,
3: I did. Uh, I've done two live streams, one on YouTube, uh, our official YouTube channel, and then, of course, one on our Facebook page. I'm looking to see if I can do one on Instagram. I haven't really done anything with Instagram with our uh, – with our marketing other than mm-hmm. just kind of keeping up to it but one of the things that I've been doing as well keeping myself happy and busy and also spreading the joy and and bringing music to people is I've been doing telegrams uh, all around the city of Red here and I've done a few in Silver Lake and uh, possibly expanding out into Black falls area but mm-hmm. uh, it's been uh, it's been a real joy I've been doing about three to last Friday and I am, I, my cup runs over with joy and, and gratitude and compassion watching yeah. people's faces singing a song that a friend of theirs had um, contacted me for and then I randomly show up without them knowing and I'm singing six to twelve feet away from them of course following proper protocol yeah. and their their joy on their faces is, uh, I haven't experienced anything like it. and. There was Changing lives—that's for
1: sure. Yeah, I watched a few of them uh, yesterday, and uh, and yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, there's there's nothing quite like showing up to somebody's front door and singing "You've Got a Friend in Me" to anybody, no no matter what the age is or something. You know, any song they enjoy, it, it's it's hard not to to love it, right? And...
3: It is. I I had. You know, I always knew that there was uh, a responsibility for a fan and a responsibility for an entertainer. Mm-hmm. And But the symbiotic relationship that the two of them support each other on, there's, a, there's an important connection and some sort of synergy that ignites whenever there's somebody watching somebody sing or bring music to them. And I've, I've kind of forgotten that, that one-on-one experience and mm-hmm. how, impactful it is to individuals
4: that i i hope to continue doing singing telegrams even after the coronavirus is over and isolation has been lifted mm-hmm. because it's, it's really done something for my soul and it's
3: doing something for others and i think it's important for me to continue doing it and offering that opportunity
1: absolutely so i mean let's get a little bit into your your music and how you have uh, first uh, started can you tell me about the first time uh you performed or where you originally uh started performing and and how it evolved yes my uh, my well we're going
3: back thirty two years so i was thirty thirty three years actually now i i started playing piano, I had an interest in it mm-hmm. uh, and music when I was at the age of four, and then my first concert that I remember was i believe age six or seven playing the uh, theme to uh, Baby Elephant Walk, the, uh, the movie Baby Elephant Walk, I think, it's, I mm-hmm. think that's what the movie's called, I can't remember anyway, <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. a
3: long time ago,
4: yeah.
3: and I, I don't remember that concert so much as I remember playing the song, but I know that the bug bit me hard, and I've been doing music now for 33 years, mm-hmm. professionally for about uh, 20, 21 years, 20 years, Mm -hmm. Uh, Teaching for 17 years Mm -hmm. and just recently I've um, I've written uh, I've written um, a few symphonies and other large piano works and uh, I was composer for the musical year after year with Osmosis Entertainment and a Matchbox Theatre Foundation and Ignition Theatre here in Red Deer Mm -hmm. Uh, but other than that just recently I last October of 2019 I put out well sorry 2018 I started writing my own music music and lyrics Mm -hmm. what what does that mean I suppose myself on the piano and just discovering who I am as an artist and an entertainer and as a musician and I've been doing it ever since and now we have I keep saying we I'm not alone in the project of course I have a bunch of support and and uh, people that have a lot of faith in what I do and we have uh Pawn in My Shade and Family is Love are two mainstream songs that are available on all downloading platforms and streaming platforms and there's a couple of music videos out for it and now that i'm in isolation i just
1: keep writing music absolutely and i'm excited to hear that i've checked out the 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 spotify a little bit and uh i I believe you got five different uh singles on there as well and one thing i love too is I, i i love the singles family is love and and pawn In my shade, but I I really have been liking the uh, just the, the songs with with just you know piano. And for me, I think of course like great lyrics is is amazing, but it's just nice to also go back to like you know the the raw essence of just like listening to the piano and, and enjoy that for the for the beauty that it is. And and I mean I don't have quite the uh, the coordination and and the skills that you do on the piano, so it's just wonderful to hear the. Thank you. That would be my first Piano trilogy.
3: Uh, there's three pieces that go together. It actually tells a story. Um, it is Quest, Mana, and Epiphany. Those three piano pieces are uh, together as a as a as a trilogy. And I enjoyed writing them very much. And uh, yeah, I'm actually I was <laughs> it's funny you say that because I was thinking about that earlier this morning. I usually wake up early enough and have a cup of coffee at around six, seven in the morning and mm-hmm. sit at the computer or the piano and this morning I was thinking about I gotta I gotta start writing some more piano
1: pieces just like you say nice to hear the piano as the instrument and let it sing itself without having any vocals attached to it exactly I think you mentioned this a little bit I know you're I think
3: you're working on an album is that correct yeah I am The goal was to have the album ready to go for May of 2020, Mm
4: -hmm. but uh, that's definitely not happening at this point in time, uh, accordingly with what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, something also
3: that I've learned with my music, uh, to ensure that I'm giving it the best and most respect and, and quality to get out of it, there's no rush for it, and to give it the dignity it deserves. Mm -hmm. That's something I've had, that I've been reminded on my new journey of of writing music and creating things. That that being said, my goal is for uh, a year from now, so 2021, sometime within the spring of 2021, maybe even the summer, but it'll have 10 great songs on it. They're all written.
1: They're all ready to go. I just have to put them in the studio and work with the musicians and flush them out and give them life and birth them and Yeah. Um, it'll be that, that's the goal is twenty twenty one. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I, I know for me when I when I do these uh podcasts I like to ask every every guest that I have, do you have a particular process when it comes to creating new music or, or- you know, what, are are you a person who is is coming up with the the music itself first and then writing lyrics, or do you sometimes have lyrics beforehand? And... I've always
3: i always wanted to answer that question when asked, so thank you for asking that question. No problem. I I've often thought that question myself when I talk to other artists out there. You, what do you do? Music first, lyrics. Birth of what's your process mm-hmm. and i have to say for mine definitely my music comes from a higher source um whatever that is I can't explain um because I've never considered myself to be a lyricist I've always considered myself to be a musician because I've never really anytime I've written lyrics I've always it's just not on par with anything else out there mm-hmm. but For the process for me, I'm normally writing my music between 4 o'clock in the morning and 9 o'clock in the morning, and it's kind of like at 9 o'clock in the morning, everything shuts down from anything that I'm receiving. But there's no process for me in regards to writing music first or lyrics first. Mm -hmm. I'll sit down at the piano, and I'll say I'll just be noodling around and playing chords and using my ear phonologically as to what sounds good and what's interesting. And if something sparks it, then I've created a melody. And there's other times where I'll just be sitting there and I'll be silent. I won't even be touching the keys and I'll just start writing what comes into my head for lyrics and not have any theme or thematic help with it. Mm. And it'll sit there as lyrics. So I guess you could say I'm a 50-50. I will write a melody or a, a specific theme will come out or... And it'll sit there without a lyric, or vice versa. The lyric will sit there without a theme. But once the two are merged and they become together and there's something cohesive between the two, I generally break from beginning to end, and the song will finish within an hour to two hours.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, that's fantastic. I guess it's, it must be nice, I, I guess, in that sense, like as a comedian, I don't quite have that, ener- like that, that sense, but I, I I assume it would be nice to be able to have, have that energy or that idea come to you and be able to like capture it. And then like, you know, from beginning to end and be able to like capture that in in one moment, you know what I mean? Like capture that over, say the sense of like two hours.
3: Yeah, it's interesting because I'm going to I'm going to say 10 times out of 10 when I write a song. It's not because I've chosen to sit down and say, okay, now I'm going to write a song. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm up. I've had a cup of coffee and I sit at the piano. Right. No. I'll, it'll, I'll, I'll write a song when it'll hit me and will say to me, go write music. Go write a song. Sit at the piano. Mm-hmm. So I'll be told to, if you will, as opposed to making the choice to. I don't. Argue, I don't fight it. If it's telling me to go sit and write a song, and I go, and something happens, great. If nothing happens, great. Um, but ten times out of ten, though, if I choose to go and write a song, if I'm making the conscious decision to do it. I struggle and I don't get anywhere and then I just end up playing songs that I've
1: already written or other walker. Right. But is it maybe a strange question but like anytime during like a live performance do you ever like um sort of go um like freehand a little bit I guess you would say and then maybe you kind of feel like oh you think you know oh that might be a little bit that I played there during the during the show that I can maybe build on. I don't I don't know if that happens to you or not but <sighs>
3: No, it does. It's interesting. It's funny you say that because I, that has happened to me before, for sure. Perhaps maybe not uh, in the middle of an actual song that's structured
4: and in right. place and ready to go with a piece of music that uh, myself and the other musicians have we've rehearsed and we said, okay, this is locked in. Don't change it. Yes. Unless we're
3: trying to kill time and there's an instrumental break or we just wanna keep doing it again and people are enjoying it, well then we may, you know, tack on time to do that. Yeah. But I always try to when I when I do a show or a live concert I like, to, I like to offer something to the audience uh, to get inside my brain and the creativity. So one of the things that I did on my last live stream, uh, well, the second, the one we did on YouTube, is I did a, I just did an improv where I just sat and I just played whatever came into my head and it, it, may, it may make no sense or the, the structure is very questionable, but then usually something will come out of it and then what's very exciting and very different and unique is that people are watching something being birthed right there in the improvisation of what it is that
1: i'm playing as a performer though i guess it must be nice with these live streams the fact that you're recording the show itself you can kind of, like, look back. I mean, as a, as a comedian myself, we record our sets and we listen back to it and we try to improve. I don't, like, you know, with, with musicians, you don't always record every every concert and you get more maybe audience feedback. But it must be nice to be able to, like, look back at it and see, you know, these are some areas that I can change or maybe I could try this next time in there or something like that, you know, like, to be able to to look back at it and see maybe this is how I can change it or make it better.
3: That is a it is a wonderful thing to be able to do, and I haven't always recorded my stuff, and just recently in the last, I suppose I guess in the last year since I started doing my music, it, it's, a, it's a really good thing for me to be doing, I agree with you. I think all artists should do it, no matter what. I get my students to record themselves so we can deconstruct it later and discuss what worked, what didn't work, what could be improved, etc. Mm-hmm. I know it's really nice for us as a band to sit back and go as a collective, okay, this this was really nice, but keep this. Or this works for the song. Especially, it's it's really beneficial whenever sitting down with a with a music producer, because then we can really hash out um, all the uh, imperfections. And in that case, maybe some of the imperfections were perfection. Who knows? But yeah, I uh, I just recently have been recording visually and audibly my music to. Uh, Sit back and and deconstruct it. In fact, I was just watching with my husband this morning, um, our YouTube live stream, we were watching a couple of numbers from it, and I'm always admired to look at myself because I'm always wanting to do better and be better mm. and become stronger as an artist and an entertainer and a performer. And of course, uh, developing my craft uh, because that's ultimately what it is that people are seeing and they're, they're listening to my music and, and the craft that comes out of me. Mm. Yeah. The entertainment purpose and, and the fun factor is always there. It's, that's just my personality. Um, mm. But my personality alone isn't gonna make it. Right. <laughs> so yeah, okay. no, I definitely uh, highly recommend, and I'm learning to do that myself.
1: Right, so I'm kind of curious to know for like, does that creative process change or become more difficult when you are performing with your band or with other people you're collaborating on a project? Because I, I feel like it might be hard to get everybody's ideas across equally or make sure everybody has equal representation in the in the band or uh, you know in with the project. You know you don't want to overbear and. You know. I think it's a case by
3: case, and every um, every mainstream artist who has a band has their own arra- has their own, I suppose you could say, friendship arrangements and business arrangements when it comes to uh the development or the creative process of a of a piece of music or a song. And I speaking for myself, I have a fabulous a small, close group of musicians Um, that have supported me in my creative process. And and right now, my creative process has been solely myself uh, making an arrangement uh, for the music and the chord structure and, of course, the lyrics and all that that go with it. Mm -hmm. But then again, what's really nice is because these musicians have faith and support what I do, I also have faith in them. So there's sometimes where I may not be able to kind of pinpoint what it is that it, that i am hearing or i'll hear it and i may like uh, you know i'll get the musicians the guitar drummer bass player to go ahead and and do
4: what I've, you know, requested them for me to do. Mm -hmm. And then they'll, but here's the thing, I'm
3: always wanting my players to be musicians before. So I don't, I don't have a bass player. I have a musician who plays bass. Right. You know what I mean? So i still, I think it's important for my players and the people that play with me to incorporate their creative uh, avenues as well. So if they have something, now I'd like to do this in rehearsal as much as possible, as opposed to giving it up on stage in front of an audience because we want to be tight
4: and slick and, and you know, really, really professional looking and sounding when we do it. So mm. when
3: we're in reversal, I definitely allow the players to, you know, what do you think sounds here? What what sounds good here? Right. And then they'll come up with something. So we will bounce back off of each other. But I also know that they know that it it's my music and it's my product mm. and they support whatever kind of final decision I come up with but we we do make sure or i should say i make sure that if they have any thoughts or ideas i i ensure that they have some creative liberty to help in the process of creating
1: the product as well yeah well for, for me in my opinion like i like to think of you kind of i know maybe this is a little bit weird but i like to think of you kind of as a like the the elton john of central alberta that's a big like inspiration for you is elton john and i know you, you've seen him performed live before uh, but can you tell me like yeah are there any other musicians or or people that that you're inspired by or that have helped you get to where you are right now Um,
3: yeah you know I'm going to have to say there's a lot of um, I've played with a lot of musicians and I think those musicians are the ones that have inspired me the most mm-hmm. to keep going. These are names you don't have any idea who they are because they're, they're other local artists, like not from this area, but over the time, I've played with people that are just as, you know, as, as local as I am and yeah. their drive and passion and the music that they have done has been a forefront in my, uh, in my, so for example, we have a a great duo here in Central Alberta called Wickland
4: versus Wickland, mm-hmm. um,
3: Dan and a uh, husband and wife duo, and I I am a huge fan of theirs. I I don't write the kind of music that they write, but I very much love what they do. I love their passion, their drive, their commitment, their reason for doing it, and that's what inspires me as an artist as well. But if we're going to speak to uh, mainstream artists. I, Elton John, for sure, definitely. I, I uh, he's a big influence on my style of music. I, i'm I mean, I'm also a piano player. We're also married to men. <laughs> He's mm. also married to a Canadian. Um, and I feel like I, I can uh, relate to a lot of his style of music.
4: Mm. I like
3: Billy Joel as well. Again, another piano player and a great uh, pop rock artist uh, in that respect. Others, I really, uh, I, I have uh, found, I, I thoroughly enjoy Amy Winehouse.
1: With, yeah, she's uh, fantastic. A, a,
3: again, sad enough to say, you know, she's no longer here with us. But uh, a great influence on her region for doing music
4: and why she wants to do it. And again, I love her. I love her style
3: of music. I don't write that kind of music, but I I uh, very much enjoy it. And I can pull from it. And that's one thing that I think is beautiful about music is that it's really all the same in its own right. Mm. Uh, you can always find a connection between blues and pop and rock and jazz and classical and mm. and funk. There are so many connections. One would have to dig deep, but I, I enjoy that. And I also like a little bit of country. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy... And I enjoy the stories of country music a lot.
1: That's uh that's one of the things I found that was a little bit unfortunate. I, I didn't really get the chance to I didn't look much into like Amy Winehouse's career before she passed and then you know when you look into the who she was and, and the different genres she was pulling from and, and who she was as a person, it's even sadder to, to see uh to see we us lose a person like that. But um I want I wanted to get a little bit uh, before we go into I know I know you were scheduled before the the covid situation to uh to experience the junos in in Saskatchewan. Can you tell me a little bit about what what your plans were to go there and, and what, what you had
3: Yeah, um, well, we had originally put in uh, Pawn in My Shade, and we submitted it into the Junos. Uh, It wasn't selected, and rightfully so, Mm -hmm. (laughs) for many reasons, Uh, but that aside, we had, uh, when I, it was my mission to just go to the Junos with my band and with my husband this year, and so we had purchased tickets, they were very affordable, and uh, so that we were uh, getting ready to go. And uh, a week before, we were doing, uh, our and the band were doing some shows up in Moss Battleford in Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. And in the hotel, this was before the Junos were canceled due to do the COVID-19 crisis. Um, there was uh, an option or an opportunity on social media that I saw on Facebook about uh, the uh, Canada Music Incubators and the TV Green Room at the Junos were hosting an opportunity for artists to um, be chosen for a one-on-one mentorship and they only chose 16 Canadian artists so I, I thought it might be a long shot but you don't get you don't know until you try mm-hmm. and with anything else and uh, I submitted Pawn In My Shade um, of course because it was our song that we had and, um, and filled out the application and blah 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 and, and then uh, three days later we got an email saying that we were chosen and that was very exciting so we were going to go to the we were getting ready to dress up as our lovely self as rock artists go to the juno's uh watch the show and then of course on the saturday before the juno's we had our one-on-one mentorship for with the, with a the mentor there with canada music incubators and the td green room but unfortunately um, all of that was all cancelled um, uh, due to the coronavirus, so the Junos didn't happen and the um, the one on one mentorship didn't happen. But mm-hmm. fortunately, I had great news to add to that. Um, last Friday, I was given a phone call, and the Canada Music Incubators and TV Green Room but it was important that these sixteen individuals uh, received that one on one mentorship. So I had a conference call last Friday with that mentor. Uh, from toronto and uh we ended up doing a phone call for an hour uh, for, uh our mentorship so i ended up giving that mentorship it wasn't face-to-face it was over the phone and it was extremely beneficial and i'm so happy that uh that opportunity that they were offering that opportunity and that we still that we that we got to do it it was Right. Uh, such an educational experience, and I'm blessed to have received such valuable information from
1: the mentor. I know, I know, you almost have to go. Uh, I just want to mention two quick things. Uh, one quick yeah. thing, I know you've been doing the uh, the Phantom Challenge as well on social media, which is you singing along to. Uh... <laughs> it's amazing if anybody hasn't yes. seen it yet. And it's been amazing yeah. to see that that process. Um, but I, I was wondering if maybe with you doing this album if, if maybe you had thought about in the future doing like a, a musical album or, or music from movies kind of a thing because i think that would be very you know i think that would be great and that'd be a fantastic way to incorporate what you've been doing with the with the singing telegrams and the the phantom challenge so personally i'd love to see that if you were if you were able to do that
3: yeah I, thank you I definitely have thought of that a couple times. It's interesting. I'm kind of I'm I'm trying to figure out how to uh, utilize the ability of online social media and being in isolation and doing uh, streaming and all that stuff and making videos. But Mm. uh, I'm also thinking about what the uh, what is going what I'm wanting to do in the summer and the fall when everything is lifted and we can go back outside and there's no more social distancing. Mm. And I have a couple of ideas uh, to help bring that to fruition. So yes, you. Power right and you kind of hit the
1: nail on the head uh exactly uh, i have some things up my sleeve, so yeah. be prepared to see that that'll be a lot of bunches. So i yeah. think i think there's a lot of fan appreciation for that and a lot of people liking what you're doing there so just wanted to mention that i know if anybody wants to find out more about your music they can find you at curtis and can you uh, highlight any other social media cha- uh, channels or anything where people can follow you yeah
3: YouTube channel, which is Kula Music Official, and uh, our Facebook page, also Kula uh, Music um, Official, T-U-L-A, uh, that stands for Curtis Labelle, so C-U-L-A, Kula, and uh, like our Facebook page, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, subscribe, you can see our music videos there, and you can also re-watch our live stream, it's also on YouTube, okay. so that hour and a half performance is there as well, and um, uh, of course on Spotify, Deezer, Apple Tunes, I'm music uh, uh iTunes, sorry and um amazon music all those major play- uh, streaming platforms you can
1: download or uh, listen to our music anywhere okay thank you very much i i will be sharing the links to all that uh in the description of the of the uh when i share this podcast so thank you very much for your time i really appreciate it i know you have a class to teach so i'll let you go ahead and do that but uh wish you all the best and uh stay happy healthy and safe thank
3: you nick you as well and i
1: appreciate you doing the podcast
4: it's been a lot of fun